0: Welcome to another episode of Teen Creep a podcast, where we review young adult fiction uh, in the supernatural, sci-fi, horror, thriller, mystery genres. I am one of your hosts, Lindsay K. Tye. I am another of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And today we're talking about Sea Pikes Fall into Darkness. Uh, by the way, when I said I'm one of your hosts, I almost said your name. <laughs> i we don't should know do why
1: we should do an entire episode where we pretend we do each other yeah
2: mm-hmm.
1: where i'm like, like i'm one of your hosts lindsay katai i'm your other host kelly nugent and then we just talk for the rest of it and see yeah. if anyone knows any of our 12 more
0: than 12 or more than 12 subscribers has it gone up since i don't know i haven't I asked? looked i haven't oh, okay. looked that's strong of you yeah Mm-hmm. It's it's best if I don't because sometimes <laughs> yeah,
1: don't. sometimes you lose subscribers and that's not fun to find out. That's
0: true. And you're that like, what did true. I do wrong? Just subscribe. You were too, you were too needy. Uh mm-hmm. huh. Hello. I think I'm gonna go, try to go headphone headphoneless because I think it makes my voice weird. I think that's why I have vocal fry. Because you're like listening. I'm to hearing to my myself. yeah, and I'm like trying to make myself sound different, and I just <laughs> need to sure get over it and sound how I sound. <laughs> Yeah, just sound how you want to sound. Sound how you want to sound. Be who you want to be. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Teen creeps loves all of you. No matter what you're like. Unless you're, you're a you're jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be a jerk.
1: But do, do your work. Gotta be a hard worker gonna go. Don't be jerker. See, okay, work, you know what work, I'm doing? work. work I'm work. just rhyming work with jerk, yeah. jerk with work, back and forth. Until I die. Twerk, lurk, mm-hmm. shirk, merk, mm, murk, um, murk, e. murky, murky. Is merk um, murk a word?
0: Hmm. Merk, merk. No, probably not. It's a company. Yes. Merk spelled
1: differently than <laughs> than you would think. mm Hmm. Anyway, so let's yeah. note that my copy
0: is the classic classic cover. It's a cliff, three friends up on top. Yeah, hands on the hips. Which one's pointing One them. them's missing. Where's uh-huh. Fred? So what's up with Fred? What was what up, the with fuck Fred? up with Fred? I did, like I expected something to resolve. Nope. Just Fred was a dick cuz he met him in San Diego. <sighs> and, and he and wasn't
1: even in the navy with him. And I thought there was something nefarious
0: with him cuz he was so yeah. quick to be like you killed her. I mean, maybe that's the whole point of Fred's existence. Mm-hmm. It's just that you think it's going to have significance. He's just a so red herring, yeah. Just to think, like, oh, maybe Fred. Although, no, you know what's happening the entire time yeah. until the twist. Yeah, yeah. So a, you I lo- liked the twist. Yes, a lot. That it was Good Chad. Twist. Yeah,
1: yeah. I liked it too. Mm-hmm. I yeah. And then when like when you when we know that it's Chad mm-hmm. and, and Sharon doesn't Sharon doesn't know. Yeah. Oh, and she's, Good like, stuff. on this date, and she's, like, in love with him. Is she's she not, in, like with in love him? with him? She's like, i like, into you.
0: Yeah, she was, like, always open to the idea. Mm-hmm. And now she's just open to the idea again. Like, she's mm-hmm. just been given her life back, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Anyway, do you want to do logline, or not logline, tagline, plot, back-the-book stuff? Yeah. Right, so I'll do the tagline. It's, they said she murdered her best friend. Is that yours, too? No. Oh, what's yours? She fell forever and never hit the ground. Oh, that's so much better. Mm-hmm. Psh.
1: Mine's pretty long in the back.
0: Is yours? Mm, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's the same. No, yours is tiny font. Mm-hmm. And all centered. You read yours.
1: Okay. They said she murdered her best friend. The trial is for murder. Anne Rice is dead. Her best friend, Sharon McKay, stands accused. But there is no body and the three witnesses to the crime only heard what happened and did not see it. Nevertheless, the prosecution is almost certain of victory. Anne was alone in the dark with Sharon on top of the cliff when Anne fell the 500 feet into the torrential river that claimed her life. There is only one route leading to the cliff, and all the witnesses can remember hearing the girls arguing before the fall occurred. Sharon's only defense is that Anne committed suicide, but everyone who knew Anne, including Sharon, said she was not the suicidal type. And they were right. Anne was much more than suicidal. She was obsessed. Same. She is obsessed.
0: Yeah, that's a really accurate description of what this book is about, which isn't always the case, right? No, a lot of times there are lies. Yeah, it's just straight-up lies, just lies. <laughs> it's not <laughs> happening in the book. Yeah. So my cover is,, um, is based on the NBC TV movie starring Jonathan Brandis and Tatiana El. So mine is a photo of Tatiana Ali wearing just a 90s outfit if there ever was one, mm-hmm. just a white tank top with very high-waisted uh jeans. Mm-hmm. Folding her arms and looking she scared. mad or she's scared? She's scared. Or oh, uncomfortable. She, she yeah, uncomfortable. She looks uncomfortable. She looks
1: uncomfortable. She does not like that, that man's behind her.
0: Yeah, and, and behind her is sure. Jonathan Brandis who is obviously playing Chad because of the brooding look mm-hmm. on his face like And then who's the he's climbing there? guy? Uh, just a distracting climby guy. <laughs> that's um, just to let you know that like it's a cliff and there's climbing, but I don't know who the fuck that is. So it's
1: nobody. That's no I mean whatever. there's like we need a we need Doesn't some stock like stock image of a guy yeah. climbing. Um so
0: Tati, <laughs> That's Biff, he's out for a climb.
1: He and his wife, Joan. <laughs> Joan ugh. just had a baby. They just had a baby. They're like this mm-hmm. is their first vacation. Without the baby, you know, like yeah. to forget your new parents for a second, you know, the catch baby, your breath.
0: Mm-hmm. Charisse is staying with Joan's
1: sister. Right. And it was also named Charisse. It was a it was a sweet thing that they named the baby after her sister. Um, yeah, that was mm-hmm. really nice. It was really um, nice. Because they didn't used to get along. No, but I mean, I felt like that moment that she named her daughter that was her saying, you know what? I, I forgive you. Yeah, that was the reconciliation. Yeah. yeah. So all's really great with, with Biff. Biff.
0: Yeah. <laughs> He's...
1: And you can just tell that yeah, entire just, thing from his climbing. But he is
0: looking at Tatiana Ali and Jonathan Brand is going, what,
1: what are those kids doing? Yeah.
0: He's like, man, huh, what are they looking at?
1: Yeah. Um. So is Tati playing? Sharon. Cher? Mm-hmm. Okay. Huh. And then Anne. Anne's not on the cover.
0: No. No Anne. But I presume Anne is played by Charlotte Ross and Paul Lear is played by Paul Scherer. Because those are the other names
1: mm-hmm.
0: listed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great, but they're not on the. They're not in the photo. Great deduction. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty smart. You are. Thanks. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so mine has a picture of a a necklace that says Anne. That wasn't there, was it? No.
0: Yeah, that's. Um, it's it's both a thing that actually happens and just there to let you know who fell. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, just in case you forget, uh-huh. if you mix up yeah. Sharon and Anne. You're like, I'll just flip to the cover really quick. And yep. fell.
0: Yeah. Because Anne does leave a piece of jewelry mm-hmm. under, under rock. Under, <laughs> under rock. <laughs> yes, it yeah. is a Andorod- ruby ring. Adirondack chair. Ad- I don't know
1: Ad- you say Ad- 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 Adirondack. Adirondack. Thank you. It is Adirondack. Adirondack. I had to look that up for a job. I was doing a <laughs> Thomas Kincaid. Thing where you, it it was just like a narration of like what was in the painting. Yeah, I remember you talking about that. Yeah. And so um, I've been doing a couple of them. I'm Mm -hmm. not doing the Disney ones anymore. I'm doing these like lakeside ones. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, it's like two Adirondacks in the, I think they're mountains. I don't really know. I just read it. (laughs) But they were in the sunlight, in the morning sunlight. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Well, he's a painter of light. He is a painter of light and a douche. And a douche. I learned that from you. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm right. <laughs> You're very smart.
0: I am. Um, So overall, I did like this book. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um. So it, we talked about this very briefly before we started recording, but it is a reboot of Give Me a Kiss. It is. Uh. Very aggressively. Yeah. Like, obviously. To the point where what gives Anne the inspiration for her revenge plot is the book, Give Me a Kiss. Mm -hmm. It's unnamed. We will say that. Yeah. But But it is a girl, as an act of revenge, sets her boyfriend up by pretending he knocks her off a a boat boat, and she That's Give Me a Kiss. It is. And it specifically says, oh, I think I took a photo... Um, the girl in this book arranged it so that she appeared to drown as a result of being shoved off of a boat. She fooled everybody, but she made one mistake. She took a friend into her confidence, and that friend betrayed her confidence. That's gimme That's a, a kiss. Yeah. That's so. And it said slim green paperback. Yeah. Which is also gimme give give me a, a kiss. kiss. Yeah. And it fascinating. was
1: fascinating. Uh, interesting that, like. <laughs> He compliments his own book at the beginning. He's like, it was a pretty good book. Yeah. It <laughs> a good plan. Yeah. And um, he's just being so transparent with like, mm-hmm. oh, well, you know, the book inspired her to fake her own death. Whereas like the idea of what I did for Give Me a Kiss. is inspiring.
0: It's inspiring book, this book. Which is better.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which is much better. Like,
0: look, I know I kind of rushed Give Me yeah. a Kiss. Well, because Give Me a Kiss was like 100 pages. Yeah. With like nonsensical leaps. Yes. With poor, with lacking motivation. Because in right. giving A. Kiss, it was like she was just pissed because that diary entry got out of her writing a fantasy about losing her virginity. Mm-hmm. And this one is that her brother committed suicide. Yeah. Over his love for Sharon. Mm-hmm. And so that's why she wants to enact vengeance on Sharon by framing her for her murder, mm-hmm. by framing Sharon for her. Anne's murder. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, this was much more of a believable
0: uh, motivation. To... Yeah, it was, like, more intense. And also, they set Anne up as such a calculated, intense, mm-hmm. hateful person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is interesting. Like, let me find the passage where Anne gets introduced. Oh, that's right. That was in the second chapter.
1: <laughs> nope, that's a picture of my dog. Nope, that's Chad. Okay, so I didn't quite... You know what I loved because the uh, "Give Me a Kiss" kind of did this too, where it's like a different type of structure in this book than the other books. It's the back and forth thing,
0: and it like does it every other chapter, which is interesting because then it's it like starts to be no, it's always future and past, Mm -hmm. and then it's just or sorry, present and past, Mm -hmm. and then it's just present Mm -hmm. after as it like catches us. Um. Yeah, I liked this book. Mm-hmm.
1: I also, like, I had a fear for a second that it was going to, like, wrap up too neatly and that, like, the, they were going to be best friends again and, like, uh, the two girls. And yeah. then I was like, oh, no. And well, I didn't. Anne does die. She yeah. gets to
0: die how she. I didn't think that, but I was thinking that Anne got away mm-hmm. and that, that, then they were going to, like, catch up to her and arrest her. I completely forgot that Chad turns out to be like a maniac. He's Just a
1: maniac. A psychopath. He's a maniac that's been like <laughs> like spending way too much time in those under river cavern caves. Yeah. He's
0: <laughs> he knows his way all around them. Yeah, so the general setup is that Anne concocts this plan because of this book to frame Sharon for her murder. Mm-hmm. In revenge for her brother Jerry having committed suicide because he loved Sharon, because he left a note that just said "I love her," mm-hmm. and he blew his brains out, and she finds his body, mm-hmm.
1: which is so fucked
0: up. Yeah, and, after her mother died, so it was yeah, just her and her while brother. After yeah. her, her mother died, and and the plan is that she she jumps off a cliff, but before, before she does it, she just yells "Don't," mm-hmm. so that everybody back at the camp thinks that. She was saying don't to Sharon pushing her. Mm -hmm. And then she's supposed to just like bungee on the side of the cliff. Her boyfriend, Paul, is supposed to then let her free so that she can meet up with him at their getaway car, which is a Ford (laughs) Taurus.
1: A hot Ford Taurus.
0: accurate to the time Mm -hmm. period. Um, And then they're going to go off to Mexico and Sharon's going to get convicted of Anne's murder. And then what actually ends up happening is... Chad had put that idea in Ann's head mm-hmm. by slipping her give me a kiss mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then helped Sharon's defense lawyer figure it out and get Sharon off. Mm-hmm. So then Chad found Anne, slits her throat because mm-hmm. he was in love with her. He killed Jerry. He killed Jerry. He killed he thought, the mom. Yeah, I'm... The The mom thing was totally unexplained, right? Like, mm-hmm. we didn't find out he killed the mom until he was talking it was, and to it. And he was Sharon, like an right? aside. It, it was, was, was just, just like one sentence. He
1: was like, mm, the first. He, he was smothered like smothered her mom. It was three. And she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, the first one was the mom. Anyway. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. So he, like, to get them out of the way of him being with Anne, which they never explained why he thought the mom was in the way. I think anyone is in the way. Because the but mom didn't like, like him. Any, oh, okay. I kind of missed that. Well, he
1: said that the mom didn't like him. I don't know how much of that was true and how much that was perceived.
0: Yeah, because he also thought that... So he thought Jerry was going to tell Anne that Chad was in love with her. hmm And he was teasing him about it. So Chad killed Jerry and made it look like a suicide. When, in fact, Jerry didn't love Sharon. He wasn't hung up on her at all.
1: No. And that was, like, another thing, too, that... Um, he was like capitalizing on the guilt that people feel afterwards, and how you can yeah. kind of manipulate anything that mm-hmm. someone says or does to fit your means when they're not there to explain. Yeah. Um, I also thought it was really fucking cool, and this was like part of the twist that like the whole time you think that Anne is like so calculating, and she's like, "Oh, I um, planted the idea in Clark's or in Ch- in Chad's head the whole time." Like. Whenever everyone was like, whose idea was it to go
0: camping? And she's like, well, it was my idea, but Chad, like. Yeah, I planted Mm -hmm. the idea in Chad's mind. And then I planted the idea in Sharon's mind to go for the walk. Mm -hmm. The second one was true. Yes. The first one, it was just Chad's idea because he knew what Anne was planning. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting that, like, she kept
1: treating Chad as if he were a patsy when he was the one. not even
0: patsy. It was just. Because she did feel bad that he wasn't going to know that she wasn't really dead. Yeah. But what what was ridiculous and what finally Chad pointed out, which I was glad about, is that Anne was such a hypocrite because she was so angry at Sharon for not returning Jerry's love. But she knew Chad was in love with her mm-hmm. and she didn't want to be any more than friends. Yeah, But she didn't view that as problematic at all. No. And it's... It
1: was just her kind of, like, Anne exceptionalism, which yeah
0: is like, just like, well. Anne's not. Normal rule, <laughs> rules don't apply to Anne. hmm Yeah. She's, yeah. She's a stone-cold bitch. hmm I'm going to look up an earlier passage.
1: Also, so it should be noted that she is very rich, and mm-hmm. Chad has been basically, like, a groundskeeper that lives— On her property Mm -hmm. in like a little hut. (laughs) And um, her best friend, Sharon, is poor. Mm -hmm.
0: I liked the passage explaining how they met. So I'm going to read that right now. Uh, How Anne and Sharon Sharon. met? Yes, I love that. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. Um, So Sharon is a a pianist and she's been accepted to Juilliard. On scholarship. Uh And Anne heard her playing like in another room a lot and finally decided to go seek her out and was really drawn to her so um said so Sharon had other qualities that drew Anne to her Sharon was sweet people liked her and for Anne who had few friends before the ninth grade also it's always important for me to go oh yeah they're like 15 hmm yeah just they're all acting like adults mm-hmm. so um Watching Sharon move easily through a crowd at lunchtime filled her with both envy and affection, the former because she knew she'd never be as popular as Sharon, the latter because she was also a victim of Sharon's charms. But it was what they had in common that made them close. Sharon gave the impression of giving freely of herself to others, but it was only for short periods of time, and never fully or completely. Sharon always held back a part that she never showed to anybody, and recognized it and understood it because she also held back a part of herself. This understanding of the other went unspoken between them, but it also bound them together, allowing them to be equals. Mm-hmm. That's such a that cool was really description cool. of a friendship. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it also just, like, makes it suck even more that, like, this tragedy, like, made them, well, at least made Anne, who is, like, so easy to fixate on things, mm-hmm. resent this person so much. And I think that it had... The like their friendship had the makings of like a resentful kind of like weird
0: competitiveness well i think I think it's interesting because it's it's her feelings for uh Sharon mm-hmm. that makes Anne think that Jerry was just as taken, yes, mhm, like she's in fact the one who feels that deeply for Sharon mhm, and I mean, she is so
1: like needy too with the friendship like that when they're up on the cliff and she's like do you need me and sharon's like yeah and she's like good
0: yeah and and she says that of paul too like she just needs to be needed yes i thought that
1: like you know what though her fucking struggle throughout that whole thing and how she just kept fighting yeah i was like damn this chick is like like, kind of a badass, even though she's kind of crazy. Yeah. Like, the fact that she, okay, so she's like, I'm going to jump off this fucking cliff. And I thought, just, like, the whole description of her, like, launching herself into the air, and that moment of weightlessness, and the feeling of nothing mm-hmm. that she feels.
0: And, and it's like, Sharon knows this about her. That's why she's, she finds it impossible to believe that Anne is dead. Mm-hmm. That he, she considered Anne invincible, and mm-hmm. that she thought it would take an act of God to kill mm-hmm. Anne because she had like such determinism, mm-hmm. and she like
1: so she like jumps off and then she realizes like I overshot,
0: yeah by a lot. Uh, so by then a she's lot. just like she almost gets snapped into. She's spinning around wildly mm-hmm. and she jumped out way too far. She's like a hundred feet mm-hmm. from the cliff, and so then she jams into it, shattering her elbow mm-hmm. and that's crazy. bonking and, the side yeah. of her head.
1: And getting a concussion. And she's bleeding
0: profusely from the head and arm. Yeah. And then Paul is letting her, like, severing her rope too soon. Taking her rope Mm -hmm. out from the hook too soon. Mm -hmm. Because that was his job. And so she has to, like, scramble with this, like, dead arm. She's losing a lot of blood Mm -hmm. to get herself down quick enough so that she won't just fall into the river.
1: Mm -hmm. It's like a harrowing description. Yeah. And then how she kind of decides, like, okay, I can't. Use this second rope plan that I had, which was to like lower myself down far enough so that I could just land on the bank. Mm-hmm. So she allows herself to swing back and forth until she has reached the perfect arc mm-hmm. to then land into, I think, a safe part of the river. Mm-hmm. And you, she like bites her own hand to get like the strength to like wake herself. Yeah, up or that was yeah, yeah, because she couldn't move her 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 broken hand, mm-hmm. and she needed to use it. So she bites it hard enough to draw blood and then to get like the just to be like feeling back in it yeah. or something. Yeah,
0: it was so cool. Crazy. And then yeah, she's she's a weird, like badass. Yeah. Such a weird badass. I found the photo I took of the uh, Anne's introduction because mm. it's so great. Uh, Anne Rice's hate was alive. Like this is the first time. Yeah. This is the very first moment where it, from Anne's perspective. Mm hmm. So Anne Rice's hate was alive. It fed her and gave her strength. It gave her purpose. Sometimes she actually felt it was her life, but she hated it, the hating. She had not asked for it. She had never asked for anything, never had to. Everything had always been handed to her. Fancy cars, beautiful clothes, pretty boys. Her pretty face had always gotten her plenty of boys, but nothing could give her what she wanted now. Her brother brought back to life. Her fat bank balance certainly couldn't, and her hate could at best only bring her another death. But if I ruin Sharon, what will become of what I've become? Anne often wondered that. Would her hate suddenly cease and leave her peace? Or would it just find another outlet? So interesting. Like, yeah. What an interesting person. Yeah. And really like self-aware, but mm-hmm. helpless to control her emotions.
1: Yeah. And also like the like the thought of being like, okay, like this is the thing that gives me like directive. This hate and I don't like it, but like, what am I to be if I'm unmoored? Like, where? Yeah, and the, yeah, and also she's the like fear, too of, vindictive yeah. to stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: but knows that it's not going to lead to anything good.
1: No, but like, where else can you go? You know, like, what else can you do? I mean, I was just a say, teenager. What are you going to do? Yeah, I
0: would do it. I'd do it in a second.
1: <laughs> I'd jump off that cliff and yeah,
0: because I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs>
1: What else can you do? There's nothing else you
0: can do. I like, your options are so limited. <laughs> jump off the cliff or don't. Like, shoot Sharon, jump off the cliff. Mm-hmm. And but that was that, also
1: interesting that when Chad pointed out, he's like, if you hate Sharon so much, why, why don't, don't you just kill, kill her?
0: her? And Anne sort of goes, huh. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, what? Well, yeah. yeah, you're not yeah, wrong. Didn't I? And then she says, it's because I wanted her to suffer. And then she thinks about that again when Chad is killing her because he doesn't want her to suffer. Mm -hmm. He just wants to kill her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Chad's a weird one, too. Chad. So weird. Like the whole book, you think he's the sweetest guy. Like he feels Mm -hmm. responsible for Jerry's death, he feels Mm -hmm. responsible for Anne's death. And then it turned out he just was. He was. He was responsible. He felt responsible because he was.
1: Deaths for both of them. I will say that I was laughing so hard at the thought of him using anti-bug oil Take as massage oil. Sure, in a massage. <laughs> You're just massaging and like she's poison. like totally into it yeah, too. Yeah, she's so into it. <laughs> I would be like, I don't really think you should rub it in that much. <laughs> like, let's just maybe let it glide on my skin.
0: Um. So I'll read a couple of the parts where... Chad is, like, revealing that he put the plan in Anne's head. Um, So she's sudden so this is her realizing that Chad arranged all of this and is going to kill her. Um, It was cold in the cave. At best, a candle gave off little warmth, and this one was on the small side. But the coldness Anne felt in her heart in that moment went far deeper than anything on the outside. How did you know about the car, she asked, because I know you, Anne. We grew up together. We think the same way. We're almost the same person. We should have been together. He shrugged. But my brother had to come along. You knew about my plan? Yes. Did Paul tell you? No, I knew before Paul. That's not possible. How? I knew your plan before you knew it. I gave it to you, Anne. Woof. Mm, Woof. Also, like, okay,
1: because this wasn't one of the, like, uh, like. uh obviously supernatural books when he's Not like i can read your mind i when i was reading oh i was like can he i don't know Maybe He can. <laughs> i don't know can he
0: i was like no he's just delusional yeah he's just insane mm-hmm. yeah he thinks they're like bound i like the part of i really liked this part so sharon gave Anne a ruby ring yes like she spent as much money as she could but it was still like a Incy little ruby, mm-hmm. but Anne wore it all the time because she treasured it. Mm-hmm. And the reason it was a ruby is because Chad told her it was Anne's birthstone. Mm-hmm. But it turned right. out he was wrong. Her birthstone was the pearl because it was a month after. Mm-hmm. But Chad thought that they had the exact same birthday when in fact it was just the same day with yeah. two different months. That was so Making funny how deflated insane, he got. Yeah. He was so convinced that they were born on the same day and that that was a part of their fate to be together. Mm -hmm. And so then Anne and Sharon both referred to it as Chad's ring, Mm -hmm. but they didn't tell him because they knew it would destroy him. Um, But then that's how Anne, uh, like, saves Sharon by leaving her ring. Mm -hmm. Like, she specifically thinks, I need to warn Sharon. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And to to warn it by placing Chad's ring—
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Down, which is like, I mean, it's a stretch. It's, I mean, <laughs> it's definitely a stretch to think that like her leaving that ring is gonna like let Sharon know like Chad's the one who murdered. Yeah, it's me. a real
1: hail mary. Yeah,
0: I feel like if I found that, it's I would cool idea. Yeah, yeah,
1: I don't know if I'd be able to make that.
0: No way. I'd just be, I'd like, be like, oh, a ring. I would think, like, oh, the ring. oh, maybe Anne left this for me because I gave it to yeah. her. And then I wouldn't think yeah. any further than no that. Further I would just steps. be like, oh, my friend Anne. It was so sad to have Anne realize that Sharon had nothing to do with Jerry's death.
1: Uh, that, but also Sharon discovering Anne's body. Because you don't know yeah. if she died.
0: Yeah, because they didn't describe... they. We're always saying they when it's just Christopher It's just Pike. Christopher. Because he didn't describe Chad killing Anne. So no, not yet. they leave off of him, like, hovering over her about to kill her. Right. Because he, she grabs his knife. He leaves it as a, like, a cliffhanger. Yes. And so it's not until Sharon sees Anne's body mm-hmm. weighted at the bottom of, bottom of a pool within this cave. And she drinks her, it throat is slit. Her oh, yeah. She is slit. drinks she has no some eyes. of the water and then yeah. she sees and Anne. And then she throws up for hours. Yeah. And Anne has no eyeballs because no, fish no eyeballs. ate them. Yeah. The fish were hungry. And her throat was obviously slit. hmm So even though she knows and her Anne face is like this whole oh. plan to frame her, now she sees that Anne was actually murdered. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That is crazy. What an really emotional roller coaster for her. Yeah. Sharon. It's a really action-packed book. Yeah. Um, the lawyer was pretty gross. So weird. Wasn't that whole thing really weird? I didn't really get, like, so he basically makes girls go on dates with him? Yeah, he, like, (laughs) wants sex from them after he gets them off. Like, what in God's name makes them feel beholden to such a thing? I don't know. I don't know how how he enforces that. Yeah. So, I took a photo of that because it's so fucking weird. So... (laughs) The very beginning of the book, Sharon's in jail. That's where we start. Well, we start in the courtroom. And then we jump back to when she's in jail and mm-hmm. meets her lawyer, Johnny, whatever the fuck. What is his name? I was thinking Johnny Waldo or something. Something like <laughs> Johnny Whitecastle. Yeah. It's something. Um, so when had they first met? When Anne died four weeks ago. God, that felt like ten times that long. Blah, 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 blah. John had caught her at her most vulnerable and he knew it. He was clever, Sharon quickly realized, at finding people's weaknesses and exploiting them. The girls in jail spoke of him with both respect and scorn. John could manipulate a jury as well as a criminal. Time and time again he got girls off who should have done hard time. Some of them said he was a genius, yet the same girls also said that once they were on the outside, John wanted to be compensated, all italics, and that he wasn't interested in money. But they were just stories, possibly exaggerated. What in fuck's name makes them think they have to sleep with him?
1: And then... okay, thanks for freeing me. Bye. Maybe he's like, uh, I could, I like hid some evidence and I could like... Me?
0: But like that... Maybe. You can't, you've already been, you can't be tried for the same crime twice. And he would get in just as much trouble.
1: Yeah, that's true for like hiding evidence.
0: Yeah. I don't know. And also like the fact that her mom wanted her to date him too. That was, I was weird. Like, yeah. After gross. the trial, they go out to lunch and Sharon brings her mom. But then John is touching her He's leg putting under his hand the on table her the whole time. Why doesn't she just go get the
1: fuck? Away. 'Cause she's cause she's like laughing about it. Cause she has like fucking internalized misogyny and she's like, I don't know, <laughs> he's touching me.
0: <laughs> I'm not even sure if it's that because Sharon is a strong character and she she is in most of her interaction with him like, fuck you. Yeah. But I don't know. Like she
1: I just got that that kind of vibe from her only at the end when she was like, oh, gosh, she's going to owe him big this time. Hopefully I yeah. can get a better lawyer than him. Yeah,
0: because after, after she and Chad fight and then Chad, she wins and Chad um, gets stuck on the ledge. And he decides to jump rather than deal with the consequences of killing Anne mm-hmm. and trying to kill Sharon. He just commits suicide. Mm-hmm. And so now Anne, Sharon's going to be tried for Chad's death now. I know. And that disgusting, horrible... Cop,
1: that's God. Like, he's the worst. He was the I worst. Didn't like,
0: like, just leave that part out. Yeah, I don't need. That I don't part. need
1: that part. It doesn't it's make her like, grow or anything. It's just mean. Yeah, it's
0: just mean. It's like insult to injury.
1: Yeah, he's, he's like. A he dirt. keeps
0: calling her a bitch. Like you. That was bitch. yeah. That was
1: insane. I was like, that's too much. Yeah, um, it felt like definitely felt like overkill. Yeah, it's like when they make bullies too mean on TV. where it's yeah. like too much. And it's like
0: like this is too mean. Like you're almost killing someone. Yeah, he, I'm people do do that so i struggle but like with this <laughs> it doesn't feed the story at all not really <laughs> no yeah it was just a really obnoxious he was so part. unnecessary like, he was so awful like so it, awful the same
1: thing could have i mean i guess we're just supposed to really feel for sharon i guess that's the thought but yeah. i felt for her before you know we were already
0: there I feel like she's totally screwed or something mm-hmm. like everything's stacked against her that is interesting because like so not only is it a huge departure from the earlier books where, like, no matter what, everybody always forgiven. Yeah, <laughs> so that this, wasn't the case she, here. Yeah, she's the heroine. She's gone through everything. And now she might still be put away for yeah. murder. Yeah.
1: And she's like, I just hope that I don't get put away. Mm-hmm. And then also, she really fucks up Chad's face.
0: Yeah, she gouges her Mm. fingernails
1: into his eyes. She kicks him in the face like 10 times. Mm -hmm. And then... And he's like, stop it, you're hurting me. I know. (laughs) That's so funny. I was like, this guy's invincible. She's like kicking the shit out of him. And then
0: she pokes him in the eyeballs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So weird. Um, Oh, Chad does say to Anne at some point, you wanted to hate her. Anne trembled, realizing the enormity of her mistake. He was right. He had answered a question she had been asking herself from the beginning. Would her hate go away when Sharon was put away? The answer was no. Her hate had yeah, nothing she, to do. Yeah, she she was she realized that. I'm just taking off my glasses
1: because my head is kinda hurting. That's cool. Um, but I am
0: now very blind. I can't really see <laughs> you. So every time I do a show, so I do this show called Tournament of Nerds at UCB. Uh-huh. And it's started out as eight people debate about which like comic book character would win in a fight mm-hmm. in front of a panel of four judges. Mm-hmm. Um and then I just throughout the night the debaters get narrowed down to two and then mm-hmm. one winner. Um but over the years they like you can only do that for so long before you run out of people. Mm-hmm. And so it is morphed into whatever character or actual human being you want to choose, you can debate for but you also don't have to really debate for them. You can just play them. Oh, cool. <laughs> and say. But like still kind of make it. so then it just becomes a fight about which one is better mm-hmm. and which argument is funnier. Mm-hmm. So like in the show last night, in the first so I was Katherine Hepburn. Oh awesome. Awesome. <laughs> and my first round was against Drake. Oh, awesome. Um, And I won that one. And then the second round was against uh, Christoph Waltz's character in Inglorious Bastards. Awesome. And he won that (laughs) one. And then in the last round, he faced my boyfriend, who was Shredder. A Shredder? No, Shredder Shredder. from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I don't know why my first thought was just a A paper shredder. Shredder. Well, in one show, my friend Richie did Mr. Clippy, the helpful paper clip from the Microsoft Office. That's a, that That
1: is a nightmare. <laughs> it was so funny. That he person. built
0: an entire paperclip costume that he wore with That's the insane. two little eyes. It really looked like Clippy. That's so funny. Clippy. Um, yeah. God bless Clippy. He won that show. He did. Yep. Great. Um, So the reason I say that is I do all these characters who don't wear glasses, but I don't have contacts. Oh my so God. So I'm doing every one of these shows like half blind.
1: I would not be able to do that. It's really uncomfortable because I am legally blind.
0: Be as bad, yeah, yeah.
1: I I don't really see you at all. Really,
0: I mean, mine's. I'll take off my glasses too. Now we're. I can't really make out the sharper features of your face. Oh, it it. It's like I definitely know. It's like I've just begun the airbrushing process with you. (laughs) <laughs> in Photoshop yeah and you've been a little bit too aggressive with
1: the like where you're putting it yeah it's
0: like I've I've put the blur filter mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. and I'm adjusting the contrast yeah yeah so not quite as bad no so I I mean I get by obviously yeah. I don't fall off the stage but it makes me it definitely fucks with my energy does it when I'm doing the show yeah just because you're like unsure yeah. yeah just because like I don't I can't see anybody very clearly. Mm-hmm. I'm a little disoriented. Everything's a little fuzzy in my periphery.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Peripheral? Periphery? Peripheral
1: vision periphery. I think it would
0: be peripheral, but if you're referring to it, it's the periphery. In my periphery. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yes. Settle that. Mm-hmm. I think it would be, we've talked about, because most people on my team wear glasses or contacts. Oh, really? Yeah, and we've talked about, like, what if we were to do a show where we all did oh, you should. wear our things. It would be, I mean. That would be funny. Two of us are legally blind, so it would be quite quite a thrill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of, like,
0: feeling um, around.
1: hmm You could definitely make a thing of that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put them back on. It's like kind of hurting my.
0: The pressure of it was hurting my head because these aren't fitted. That's been happening with my red glasses that I usually wear. Mm-hmm. It's been hurting my head. I need to get them re. Yeah. Uh. Reformed. I don't yeah. Know, whatever. Yeah. where they make like reform this? Yeah. Part. So I'm wearing my. As I said, like more neutral glasses. Yes. Which fit me better.
1: Oh. But your anyway, red ones are so cute. I got a little
0: glimpse into my life. Yeah. Glasses talk. That's our segment. Yeah. <laughs> Every podcast, we do a personal segment. This one is Glasses Talk. Last time, it was Crippling Depression. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I was listening to that episode after I came out, and I was like, yikes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Real personal. It was a lot. I did not promote that episode. (laughs) Because I talked about specific people, and I was Mm.
1: like, -hmm.
0: I don't need to make them too aware of this. Yeah. Yep.
1: Anywho. I mean, my boyfriend thought our uh, teenage sexual fantasies were hilarious.
0: Oh, yeah. That part was great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I went into a deep depression just from having talked about depression. Oh, sorry. And relationships. Yeah. It's okay. I felt better once I went to therapy. So it was like three days of very intense. Yeah. Self-reflection. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. feeling like a burden on those Mm. I love. Yes. Oh, girl. Yes. Yeah, so I had a long talk with my boyfriend. and hmm Just a little bit of a check-in. Yeah. I think it was positive overall. But, Great. Yeah. hmm God bless I started therapy. thinking about
1: how I don't have very many friends mm-hmm. after that. I was like, man. Yep. Ah, Like, I don't have any, like, I don't have anyone from, like, high school. I have, like, one person from college. I have, like, one person from high school I have, like, who I talk to once a year maybe. Mm-hmm. Like one person from college, but like I was like uh talking to Micah and he was like, oh, I haven't like met any of your friends from like outside Nerdist. And I was like, "What?" Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, they're pretty much like those people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely used to have more friends, but I used to just like go out more socially mm-hmm. and had a larger group of just like acquaintance friends. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and now I go to parties and it's like, I'm not on very close terms with anyone here, so I'm gonna go home. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: That Irish goodbye. Mm. Oh. Love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just sneak out. Yep. That's my I Say goodbye
0: to the people you're talking to and then just yeah. goodbye. I have tried to do more of a goodbye mm-hmm. through the crowd, depending on how big a party it is. I mean, like the host if I can. Yeah. If it'll be closer. sure.
1: Yeah. Oh, bye.
0: Whosever birthday it is.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That'll get me out of the house, someone's birthday. Yeah.
0: Most people. Not everyone. When is your birthday? May 29th.
1: Oh. When's So your not anytime time near. My no. birthday's coming up. Oh. October 21st. Oh.
0: Mm-hmm. Have a birthday thing, I'll go. <laughs> yeah. And then you'll say goodbye to me before you leave. But yeah. Only definitely. me. Only you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sweep Mike away and we're gone. hmm 10 PM. Cutting out. <laughs> <laughs> I get tired, man. I get tired early.
1: Yep. And it's a lot to do a late show. Mm-hmm. A lot.
0: Tournament of Nerds is always at midnight, third Saturday. That's of every hard month. to do. Yeah. So I was doing, recording this at 3 p.m. today because it was just last night. Uh, I was like, oh, three. That's fine because I'll get up at noon. I'll mm-hmm. have plenty of time. And then I, as usual, managed my time. Like shit this week, mm-hmm. and so I had to read the entire book in an hour and a half this morning. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> but I did
1: it. You did it. I did it. I've done that a couple times. So I'll like, I don't. Guys, listen
0: back and try and figure out which ones I read in yeah. the hour and a half before <laughs> recording. I mean, it's pretty badass that we can get through these in an hour and a half.
1: They're Yeah, they're a breeze. They're a
0: breeze, but also... We're really fast readers. But we're really smart. We're really smart and we read really yeah. fast. Our comprehension is off the hook. Th- through the roof. Yeah. Through the roof and off the hook. Mm-hmm. Off the hook. And then it's free to go through the roof. Because it's off the hook. After it's off that hook. Because that hook was holding it inside. Mm-hmm. It's what keeps it in the house. When something's
1: through the roof, it's going from inside the house outside, correct?
0: Yeah, it's like, like pew. Yeah, like a kind of a term for suddenly like rising on a chart really quickly. Yeah, Yeah. cool. So, like off the
1: chart. Yes, those things are through the roof. Through the roof. Okay. So it's not ever coming in. Off
0: the chain. Off the chain. Off the chain. I feel like that applies a little more. It's looser to like something. It just means good. It's like cool. Yeah, like awesome. Oh, this is off the chain. Mm -hmm. Doesn't have to mean something's going up or down. I think it just means, like, wild and cool and not beholden to society's mm-hmm. rules. Like, out of control, but like, in a good oh, way. Like, oh, shit, this song is off
1: the chain. Yeah.
0: Like. It has, like, a
1: 3-4 tempo yeah, with, it's like, original. this thing happening. Mm-hmm. I don't know
0: enough about music to talk about this in this not way. Not even close for me. <laughs> not even what you just said. <laughs> Way off. <laughs> cool.
1: I could have not said that I didn't know about music and you would have.
0: I would have been like Cool. Kelly knows your accurate, shit. Accurate. Accurate. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel strange right now. I feel like I'm very tired.
0: I'm tired too. So probably because of that whole midnight thing.
1: Yeah, your midnight yeah, thing. I woke up early. I woke up at seven. Ugh.
0: I slept from four to eleven. That's not terrible. It's not too bad, but going to bed at seven four It is is late. Yeah, it's too, it'll just want It just you means up. I was up too much yesterday. Mm-hmm. You're, yes, you yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got through this
1: book. You
0: did get through this book. Mm-hmm. And it was a good one. Yeah. That Chad turn, man, didn't... I mean, <laughs> I've read this book before. Mm-hmm. So luckily my memory is so bad that the Chad turn was like, oh, shit. <laughs> it was off the chain. I did not. Yeah, it was off the <laughs> chain.
1: That was yeah. off the chain, yeah. I have never read this book, so everything was a surprise to me. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. See you later's next. Yeah, I love. I have never later. read. See you I later. I love it. So that's the one that's in our book, right? Like that double book that we bought, The Bound to You. You, I have the original. Uh, okay, because I love the cover. Because yesterday I was like panicking.
0: Yeah, you have it already. Yeah, I already have it. Thank God. Because I was like, I forgot to get it because we didn't record yet. Was it connected to Give Me a Kiss? What was it connected to? Spellbound. Spellbound. That's why. Spellbound. That's why. Wow. That's why I bound you. Yeah. Mm Hmm. I guess that makes sense. I don't know. Well, only in the spellbound's title then gives it the word, and then bound to you does apply to see you later Mm -hmm. in a an accurate way. Cool.
1: Okay. Well, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there is a TV movie version of this book. Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: And i we're suspect going We're gonna watch do it. And it and mini sewed. Mini sewed. Mini baby sewed. Baby sewed. <laughs> baby sewed, so cute. <laughs> a teen creeps baby sewed. <laughs> oh, Oh. It does fit. Mm-hmm. Teenager baby. Mm-hmm. Toddler sewed. Mm-hmm. I like baby sewed better. Baby sewed. Baby sewed is so cute. A a a baby creeps mini sewed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> baby creeps.
1: <gasps> yeah, like we do some
0: baby creeps mm-hmm. where we're reading like little kids' books. Like that would be a babysitters club thing. <laughs> mm hmm. Mm hmm. We baby could do uh, boxcar baby children. Babysitters be ba- club. Ba- Yeah,
1: baby sewed. Nancy Drew mystery. Mm hmm. Which I've never read. Mystery of the clock tower. Mystery of the uh, pleated skirt. Mm <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I used to be such a chicken. And it's so weird because, like, I read Christopher Pike, which was scary. Uh And I read, like, Goosebumps and stuff. Like, I read, like, the R.L. Fear Street, like, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. But for some reason, like, my scared threshold was so low. Like, I would still get so scared from things that were not scary at all. Mm -hmm. Like, I got scared from some boxcar children books. (laughs)
0: Like, the mystery. (laughs) Well, how old were you? Mm, We're, like, eight. That's younger. That makes sense to me. The boxcar children, I got. I was talking about this with a friend who listens. Oh, does she listen to it yet? (laughs) She's very excited about it. I'm not Mm. sure if she's actually listened to it yet. So she's excited about this podcast. She loves giving a kiss, and I was like, uh "Oh, you're not gonna like that much because we didn't like giving a kiss." But I wonder if she's read Fall Into Darkness, which is just that but better. I know. Um, so we were talking about our love for horrors ever Mm -hmm. since we were little, and then we both reminded each other i think of those scary stories to tell in the dark books with the really Remember scary those? illustrations horrifying yeah, illustrations like those like
1: ink ones that the yeah. only color was like mm-hmm. red
0: yeah it was and like black and white. red and black, and black and a little bit of blue sometimes but yeah they mm-hmm. would be horrifying looking like that one where it's like a witch with a half decomposed face so her yeah. face is partly a skull yeah So scary. There was one with like just
1: a a head. Those were truly horror stories. Yeah. No, they were far more than Christmas. Very, very scary.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Like because they were just spooky stories. Like there weren't, they weren't teen. Legit scary. Legit scary. Those were really scary. I used to be obsessed with those. Yeah.
0: So I'd be horrified while reading them. Yeah. I bet there are kids who didn't read those and then they never moved on to horror books. Mm -hmm. But like as a very small child, you're either drawn to it or you're Mm -hmm. not. Mm-hmm. But that's like a personality trait. Isn't one of those stories
1: the one with the lady with the ribbon around her neck?
0: That is... Um,
1: or is that in something else? I
0: think that's something else. I think that's like a... What's Bluebeard?
1: Oh, that sounds familiar. That
0: be, I feel like it... I'm going to look it up. <laughs> what's Bluebeard? What's Bluebeard. But those little so the ones. scary Yeah, the scary stories to tell in the dark... If our listeners don't immediately remember it, so it's um it says collected from folklore and retold by Alvin Schwartz, drawings by Stephen Gamble. Yes, and those drawings are the, oh, this, they're ter- the, like the- look at this. Yes, the
1: scarecrow. Yes, that's
0: that's the one I remember. That guy with ooh, the pipe. Yeah, the
1: scarec- scarecrows are scary ooh, to boy. me.
0: So they've re-released them, but with newer drawings, probably because these were too scary. Yes, I want to buy the ones with the older drawings because you just it's like you. You shouldn't read these stories unless they're accompanied by these terrifying yes. drawings. I want to buy them so much, but I am on a very tight budget now. Oh my gosh,
1: CBS Films acquired the rights to the series with the intent of <gasps> producing it as a potential feature film. It was announced in 2014 that writer John August will pen, pen the film <gasps> for CBS Films. John August?
0: Apparently. Whoa, script notes is John August.
1: Born and John, John Big Meese. Fish. Apparently. We'll see if Wikipedia is correct.
0: That's very cool. Mm-hmm. I hope it happens. Yeah. John August is good. That's a like, good screenwriter. That's going to be scary. To helm that. There are these great... Oh, we should read those at some point. Oh, my God. They're what? so good. Um. Oh, my God. What? I can't remember what the so series is called right now, but the first one is called The Knife of Never Letting Go. It's young adult books about like humankind has colonized these planets but for some reason all of the women died off. Oh. And so it's just this village of men. Mhm. And also part of it is that there's a virus or something mm-hmm. that makes it so they can all read each other's thoughts but not read each other's thoughts. They can, like, hear each other's thoughts involuntarily. So it is a constant torture. So they're crazed. They're all tortured by having to hear each other's thoughts all the time. And the main character of the book, he's out with his dog, and he can hear his dog's thoughts, too. Oh, my God. And I love the dog so much. (laughs) Um, And he's out there, and there are these weird aliens that they're afraid of, Mm -hmm. too. And he encounters a girl. Even though it's a planet with no women. And then that's like the lead off to the rest of the book. But the only reason I heard about these books is because I heard that I think Charlie Kaufman was going to write the screenplays for them to be turned into movies. Mm -hmm. And they are so good. There's three books in the trilogy. Yeah. I think it's like the Chaos Walking trilogy. They're so good. Patrick Ness. Yes. Right? Is the author? Yes, and a movie was just made of his other book, A Monster Calls, which is supposed to be really good. Ooh, I'd watch that. Mm -hmm. So I bought that book after I read these books, but I haven't read A Monster Calls just yet. Oh, it's rated very well. People love it. It's so good. The Knife of Never Letting Go. We should read these. Yeah, Chaos Walking. They are really good. Cool. So the three books are called The Knife of Never Letting Go. The second one is... The Ask and the Answer, mm-hmm. and the third one is Monsters of Men. Cool. So good. Can yeah. recommend more? I'd love to read them. Mm-hmm. Are they thick or? Yeah. They're pretty, probably more than a Christopher Pike book. Okay. Yeah, definitely more than a Christopher Pike yeah. book. But they're like exciting and sad and scary and yeah, touching and really good. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'd love to read them. Mm-hmm. I gonna remember that. Oh, and the thing is, when he encounters the girl, he can't hear her thoughts. (gasps) Oh, damn.
1: Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Wow. Good shit. Yeah. Yep. Heard that gulp. Nice (laughs) and loud. Nice and loud. Now you know I'm drinking water. Mm -hmm. She's drinking water. I'm drinking iced tea. Podcasters, they're just like us. Mm -hmm. Peek behind the curtain. Mm -hmm. We're sitting at a table. It's true. We don't stand the entire time. Kelly's not a liar. I'm not a liar. <laughs> uh,
0: I'm not. Yeah. Anything? I, I feel like we've we're both done talking I about know. this book. Recently. I know, because there we like talked about a fair amount. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think we've yeah, talked about. I think the problem is that one. I feel weird and tired.
2: Mm-hmm. Two.
1: I'm starving. I'm very hungry. I'm so well. hungry. I'm just thinking about chips and salsa right now. Quite yeah, honestly, yeah. Because we're going to El. Because we're going to El, after this. Look at y'all. Guys, we're gonna a hang ne- out. For yeah, the we're gonna hang out. Aren't you proud? What if things are really bad and weird next time oh we record? Oh my god! Because <laughs> we like get in a big
0: fight and we're like, I just didn't realize we were like this. Or what if it's just incredibly awkward <laughs> and then we can't get over it? Yeah. Every time we record, and then
1: it's just awful.
0: Yeah. So every time we record, <laughs> we're gonna feel like super self conscious and mm-hmm. awkward, and like it's gonna be a lot of like kind of uh, guilty. No, for you, some you go. Reason. You go. Sorry. Yeah, like oh um, my, I'm so. You know, uh, I, no, no, no. I, I interrupted you. I Junior. mean, I wasn't gonna. I, it, it was, was stupid. Like, it was no, stupid. I, Ugh. You go. Ha, it's just that. Oh, I, yeah, no, okay. I thought you were going to go. I thought you were. I was, okay. I was closing my no, eyes. No, for I, real now, you okay. say what you thought. You know what? You go. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah.
1: I think we've said what we got to say
0: about this one. Yeah, I think we're so. making up for how long last episode was. Yeah, we really did talk. Yeah, I think we were drained personally. Mm-hmm. Also, we can talk about this. I really enjoyed this book. I mm-hmm. thought it was a very cool adventure. Mm-hmm. It had no emotional connection to it. No. I think that's why it's not one of my favorites. Because the thing was like,
1: yes, Anne was a badass, but she was also like pretty crazy. Yeah.
0: And everybody's like kind of a sociopath.
1: And we don't, yes. And we don't really get to know any of the characters. Like we did in Spellbound or like we did in uh, Scavenger Hunt or any of those books. Yeah,
0: or we just, like, we don't feel their emotional connection Mm -mm. as much. Like, there's really a lot more that could have been explored with Sharon and Anne. Mm -hmm. I wanted to, but, because, like, they really, really loved each other, really needed each other. Mm -hmm. So, like, if I were to write the movie to this, I would want to emphasize that more Mm -hmm. and emphasize the turn into Anne's hatred.
1: Yes. And I would like to see more of like that eating away at her and also kind of like her still having to balance the friendship
0: Mm -hmm. against her own like inner turmoil. I definitely show her finding Jerry's body. The Paul and Anne relationship needed fleshing out too. Paul and Anne. Yeah. Oh, that was another thing I was going to read is Paul gets described olive skin swarthy features Mm -hmm. with a sensual mouth yeah again
1: again again he's first generation Italian Mm mm-hmm and he's got that sensual mouth Mm mm-hmm his mouth is so pouty and sensual I have
0: never ever thought this of a human being (laughs) a sensual mouth yeah so you just said it but Paul's mother was first generation Italian and he had inherited her dark olive skin and thick sensual lips when he smiled he looked remarkably friendly But when he was in a bad mood, he appeared nothing short of dangerous. He had that kind of mouth. What? The mouth? I've never been like, wow, that person has
1: that kind of mouth. I thought that a person has like nice lips or something, but I've never been like, that's a dangerous mouth. I'll
0: formulate a thought on their lips, but Mm -hmm. it usually doesn't go beyond, oh, they have that shape lips. Mm -hmm. And if it's like extreme, I'll be like, oh, they have really big lips. Mm -hmm. Or, oh, they have really thin lips. Mm -hmm. Or... Oh, they have nicely shaped lips. I wish my lips were like that. Mm-hmm. Or I'm glad my lips aren't like that. Yeah, but not like that's a dangerous. Wow, you can see that there's a lot underneath the surface. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, also, he, he tends to he tends to do that like duality thing because he's like you know this person can look like that like an angel. Yeah, because he, he does that with her that, too. Yeah with Anne, mm-hmm. where he's like, she could look like an angel, or she could look like a nasty little fuck girl.
0: Yeah, it was like, she looked like she got real naughty under the sheets, yeah. or like, whatever the fuck the phrasing was. Yeah, it was like, it's so, I was like, like gross, ew. gross, Christopher Mike. <laughs> I wonder if I took a picture. Oh, <laughs> I guess I did have a lot more to say about this book. What the fuck is up with Paul joining the Navy? Yeah.
1: Okay. Right out of
0: high school. Yeah. And then... At least they addressed the fact that he was only in the Navy for a year and a half.
2: Right. But, Honorable discharge.
0: Yeah. Huh. And they say he it's because he has asthma. And then John in the courtroom is trying to paint it as though he was like a violent person because he got in three fights, which may have been the case. Yeah,
1: I think it was revealed that like he got in these fights, so he was violent. But for some
0: reason, they didn't want to out him as being violent. So they were like... That was going to be my question is like, why wouldn't, why they? wouldn't you just dishonorably discharge him if he was such a problem. And
1: I didn't get because like it'd be one thing if he had like a powerful family or something like that but he's not.
0: He doesn't. I think all it is is Paul wasn't evil but they wanted this Mm -hmm. he wanted this suggestion Mm -hmm. of evil. Yes. Because Paul was the one in charge of the rope and like and they can't find Anne and mm -hmm. she never reached the meeting point Mm -hmm. because the star the star the car was still there Mm-hmm. four Taurus sitting there <laughs> yeah the navy thing was just to be like oh he could be dangerous yeah as dangerous as his mouth yeah and his insane half-brother <laughs> chad
1: <laughs> yes yeah so was it that he came to go live with chad is that yeah yeah oh and then he was like my dad was out here
0: yeah because chad chad and, and him have a Paul different had the same dad, dad or the same dad they had the same, same dad. Same dad, okay. Because, remember, the thing that makes Paul beautiful is this first-generation oh, right, Italian mother, mother.
1: mother. His beautiful lips. Mm-hmm. Beautiful mother's lips.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. That tracks. Yeah. And then Chad's convinced that Paul only came out because he had told him about Anne's wealth. Yes. But then there's no actual indication of that. Like, he doesn't want Anne to leave him all the money. No. He just he, loves her.
1: Yeah. And he, like... I mean, he admits, like, at the beginning, the way he was interested in her was because of the money, but he then, he was like,
0: I don't know, I, I like her. Yep. Oh, and, like, she buys him clothes and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So uh, part of another description of Paul is he was wearing the black slacks and black silk shirt he had picked out. Like, what is he have- fucking disco dancer? I know. Um, black suited his dark gypsy features. It suited the oh smoldering look in his deep brown eyes. Oh my God. It was his eyes that had first attracted her to him. Yeah, that was phrased right. For a second I thought it wasn't. Uh, he was a couple years older than she was and had already spent a year in the Navy. It seemed when she looked into his eyes that she could see a gray storm approaching over a turbulent sea, but only if she looked deep. On the outside, he was calm. Mm. 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 I've never looked in a person's eyes and thought anything remotely like this. Again, Christopher Pike likes to have the characters assume a lot of personality traits mm-hmm. based on their features. Mm-hmm. I've never thought this, no. unless I'm looking at a photo. Of a rapist mm-hmm. be- or a killer yeah. because I know after the fact. And right. then I look at them and I'm like, oh, they look like a rapist or a killer. Mm-hmm. Why are we surprised? Mm-hmm. They always look like a mm-hmm. rapist or a killer. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if that would be true if you showed me anyone's photo and then they were like, this person raped. And then you'd be like, uh, well, I see it. Yeah. Would I think bias? bias? I don't think I would. I don't think you would. Yeah. I think that these people, I think that there is a lack of light in their eyes mm-hmm. there's like a dead look mm-hmm. but that's not their features that's no. like what, be- what is behind yeah it's not like the shape of someone's mouth yeah and it's not like oh wow the gray in your eyes suggests the sea to me mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes, a <laughs> <The laughs> turbulent ocean that's like the last unicorn where um, the king is like your eyes when I look in your eyes I can't see myself <laughs> I only see the forest <laughs> I have not seen that movie in so long. Oh, my God. It's the best. I have, actually,
1: I have um, original film, like, clips from the animation.
0: Like, cells? Yeah, cells, yeah. I have some of those. Oh, wow. Yeah, someone got them for me. I met Peter S. Beagle at Comic-Con one year. Ah. Like, Comic-Con, I'll go, and I'll be like, yeah, this is cool. and, Mm -hmm. And then Mike and I are walking by some of the aisles that are just, like, Small potatoes mm-hmm. aisles, but I walk by and I see a last unicorn booth, and I went, "Oh my god, the mm-hmm. last unicorn!" I was like, it's "Peter S. Beagle. Peter Hasbical is yeah. just sitting there," and so I went over and bought a signed copy of the graphic novel they had just made off oh, of the cool. last unicorn, and I got my photo taken with him. <laughs> it was so exciting. That's very cute. Yeah. yeah. You have, have you ever read the book? Mm-mm. It's so good. Is it? It's. Really I bet it's good. good. I'd want. I'd
1: read the shit out of that book. Yeah. Um. I was at uh, Kamikaze, I think, and I was walking by and um, there was a booth for the room and Tommy Wiseau was there. Oh. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I ever seen that. Uh, I went and was like, okay, I'll just buy this DVD. Like, it was like 10 bucks. I was like, I'll buy it. And he sees me buy it and he's like, oh, you want me to sign it? And I was like, oh, uh, okay. Okay. And then what does he say? Uh love brings us together he like said it to me and then wrote it on the thing and signed it and gave it to me and then he's like you want a picture and I was like Uh, okay
0: (laughs) (laughs) took a picture with them I work at a software company for casting software Mm -hmm. and I was in customer service and so like people call in about their profiles Mm -hmm. and their like headshots and resumes and stuff and Martin Cove who played the Bad, evil owner of the dojo in the Karate Kid Mm, mm -hmm, (laughs) mm called about his headshots. And the guy who worked in the row behind me recognized him. I wouldn't have recognized him. Yeah. I just wasn't thinking about it. And he recognized him and he runs over. <gasps> and he's just like breathlessly like, oh my God, it's Martin Kovitz!" Oh my COVID. God. That's and I was so like, funny. what are you talking about? And so I mute the call real quick. He's like, karate kid. It's the bad guy in karate kid. The bad guy and I was like, again. oh my God. And like my body suddenly started to run hot and cold. Oh no. And I started sweating profusely. Oh my and God. And so I, I unmute the call and I go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I can help you with that. And then I go. By the way, we're big fans of yours. Aww. We love the karate. Did hit. he like that? And he goes really. I was like, yeah. My friend John just um, like freaked out when mm-hmm. he saw that it was you, and he said, "Well, tell him for me to sweep the leg, Johnny." And I was like, ah, ah cool. <laughs> it was so exciting. Plus, That's his name so was cool. John.
1: That's so cool.
0: Um, and then he sent in uh, signed headshots. <gasps> oh, <how> cute. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, it was really fun. <laughs> also, Mary Gross called one time. Who is that? Uh she was on Saturday Night Live for a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in the movie Feds with Rebecca De Mornay. She's in Troop Beverly Hills. She's the assistant mm-hmm. to Shelly Long's character. Mm-hmm. She is in Practical Magic. Mm-hmm. She doesn't really have I lines wanna watch in Practical, practical magic. magic. I just rewatched that. It's a it's uh Frozen is a ripoff of practical magic, mm-hmm. it turns out. Mm-hmm. A little bit.
1: I was looking at um uh, one of those like clickbaity things of like the mm-hmm. best t- uh TV and movie kitchens and Practical Magic's kitchen was <laughs> one of them.
0: That is a good one. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. It looks great. I mean, yeah, from the stoves really I saw. Cool. Fantastic. It's a
0: really cool house. Yeah. I really like, I'm not a fan of the movie Practical Magic, <laughs> but I watched it so many times when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I will rewatch it whenever. Yeah. I've never seen it. It's on Netflix, huh? Uh huh. I just
1: rewatched it on Netflix. Cool. Well, I know what I'm doing with my rest of my weekend. Yeah,
0: this is totally unrelated, but it's leaving Netflix soon, and I would just was Catherine Hepburn for yours mm-hmm. last night. Um, but there's this great romantic comedy with her and Spencer Tracy, mm-hmm. and it's one of their way less known ones. It's called The Desk Set. It keeps getting suggested to me. Oh, my God. It's so good. You Is it have good? have to watch it. Okay, good. It's so charming. Yeah. It's so good. I love it. Cool. It's really under, underrated. Yeah. Nobody knows about it.
1: I don't think. Have you seen Sylvia Scarlett? No. She uh, cross-dresses as a man in that movie.
0: Oh, I read about it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I read about it, too. I've never seen it. I have it on my hard drive, but I never saw it. Oh, really? hmm Interesting. Interesting. Interesting.
0: Interesting. Yeah, she and Spencer Tracy were awesome. Mm-hmm. All of their movies are so good. Woman of the Year, Adam's Rib, The Desk Set, Guess Who's Coming to Get Coming Coming Together, mm-hmm. Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Pat and Mike, but I should The only um movies of hers that I've
1: seen are Philadelphia Story. That's my favorite. Love that one. Oh my
0: God. That's what got me yeah. into Catherine Hepburn. Yeah. And then it's the
1: best. Uh, Lion one. in Winter is
0: really good. I haven't seen that. So good. I love, love uh, Eleanor of Aquitaine, mm. the historical figure, mm-hmm. which is who she plays mm. in A Lion in Winter, because in the seventh grade, in my history class, we uh, were required to read this book about Eleanor of Aquitaine called um, A Taste for Scarlet and Miniver." I'm mm. sure I'm not saying Minerva right. <laughs> Minerva. I don't know. Mm. Um, yeah, it's like a fic- It's like a historical fiction mm. of Eleanor of Aquitaine, but like super short and very readable by children. Mm. Really good. Interesting. Yeah. I'm gonna have to read, She's like that. a really strong, interesting character, like a Scarlet O'Hara type. Mm. Cool. But without all the racism. Mm. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Although Gone with the Wind is one of my favorite books.
1: Mm. I never read it.
0: Except for all the racism. It's so good. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. Well, uh, books. Oh my gosh, my stomach just growled so loud. Did you hear it? No. It was like, oh. My stomach makes so many noises if I'm mm-hmm. eating grains or milk. Mm You know how you eat milk sometimes. (laughs) 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 You have to let it go sour first Mm -hmm. and then it's. (laughs) Just eat it with a spoon like custard. Yeah. Mm. Have you ever seen the movie? (laughs) This is now just me crying. Have you read this? Have you seen it? Uh, It's a weird Michael J. Fox movie called Life with Mikey. No, never. It's really good, but the soundtrack is abhorrent (laughs) it's so distracting it's so distracting it so should have been a period piece set in like the 1950s Mm -hmm. or something i don't know because it's or maybe 60s um but it's about this child star who's in like a kind of a leave it to beaver thing and now he's a a child's agent Mm. um and, and he finds foxes. this, yeah, he finds this pickpocketing little girl mm. and wants to represent her because she's such a good liar. <laughs> Great. When she's trying to get herself out yeah. of trouble. Acting. Um, but there's this scene where, like, she comes to live with him and she's trying to, which is so inappropriate. Yeah, but no. Mm. Both of yeah. her, her parents are gone. Um, but there's this scene where she's, like, trying to clean up after him and she goes and she buys herself, like, a healthy, balanced meal because the only thing in his house are, like, Fruit Loops, bananas, coffee and cigarettes and stuff <laughs> and um, and she's like do you want some of this he's like no I'm gonna be fine with my own food and he just pours soured milk into a bowl of fruit no loops, chunks in it no full ew, of chunks ew. and she's like you're not gonna eat that are you and he defiantly eats it that's so disgusting while she watches that's so with disgusting like an expressionless face <laughs> oh that's so disgusting <laughs> it, it, I can't I just rewatched this movie recently that's another one where I'm like I I don't know why, but I watched it so many times as a kid, and I'll rewatch it now whenever. Yeah. Um, and I almost throw up every time. Yeah, that's that really comes. gross. Uh, gross. Yep. Well, I think we're out of time. Fall into
1: darkness. <laughs> Fall. <laughs> Fall. This one was a little like lethargic. Yeah, maybe. we were very lethargic this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I'm so tired. Uh, probably some hungry because yeah. I just yeah. realized I haven't eaten. Brain since is just
0: dead. Ate. Oh, that's too much time. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, fuck this. Let's go. Oh eat. no, you know what? It was like nine forty five or ten when I ate. But still. It's yeah, been a it was while. about eleven thirty when I did. Okay. Bonk, well bonk. Thanks for bonk bonk, bonk. 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 Are you bonking on
0: it? Yeah, just very lightly. Keep <laughs> bonking it. my nose on the mic. Oh, I do that all the time. For no reason. It
1: barely does it. It doesn't you can't even hear it. I've done it bonk, like nonstop.
0: Bonk. Bonk. <laughs> it's really like comforting
1: to me. I don't know why. Um, We're sleepy. We're sleepy. All right. Thanks for tuning in, you guys. Bye.